Welcome back to Attack of the Queer Wolf. I'm Mark. I'm Michael. I'm Nay. Hey. hey. And we're coming to you live tonight from Chamberlain, Maine's hottest lesbian bar, Dirty Pillows, where, <laughs> where they're called breasts and almost every woman has them. With us, as always, is our brilliant producer slash uh, slappy... Foxy gym teacher, Brennan. Hi, Brennan. Hi, and I, I am currently working out the kinks in my curriculum to make sure your boobs jiggle as much as possible. Oh Perfect. God, what is happening? I'm passing this class. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so tonight is a great night because we have a very special guest, but before we let him out of the prayer closet and bring him to the mic, <laughs> let's set the table. You may know him as recently, as uh, most recently, as the director of Happy Death Day, but he's also brought you many other notable entries in the horror genre, from Disturbia to Paranormal activities two and three scouts guide to the zombie apocalypse as well hey everybody here he is the director of the forthcoming happy death day to you uh, christopher landon wow. Wow. Yay! 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 cheering for myself <laughs> uh, hi. Hi, hi. Hi. thanks for coming in thanks for for letting me crawl in here yeah. <laughs> glad you're still wearing your collar yeah me too, mm. <laughs> me too. red we might have known it would be red <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, at the beginning of every pod, uh, we have a little tea time where we all discuss a little bit of what we've been watching or reading, any, anything that you sort of feel like sharing. Uh, Nay, you want to kick us off? Sure. Uh, well, I listen to a book. Yay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, when I was driving back and forth to the, va- the bay last weekend, I listened to The Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath. Oh, wow. It was amazing. Yeah? Yes. Have you ever read it before? No. No. Um, Still hasn't. It, yeah. <laughs> okay. I've heard it. I've heard it. Well, she and, experienced it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thanks, Better. Michael. Mm-hmm. Michael's I was, always got I me. wasn't trying to cut you down. I just, <laughs> I'm very semantical. That, I'm, okay. <laughs> Did you just call him Brendan? I know. I'm like, what, Do you know bitch? What? What's the word? I've never seen Brennan look like this. I'm so. I just feel so cut to my core. You know, I wish I'd even done that on purpose. You know, but I didn't. So it's, no, I remembered what I was going to say. I was going to say touche. I was just my <laughs> brain kept giving me on guard, and I'm not good at coming up with things on the fly. It was a safe yeah, place, you guys. Right. Yeah, it was amazing. It's funny when I tell people that I liked it so much. They're like, "Oh, did it make you really sad?" And I was like, "No, I felt really comforted by it because it's about this." woman's like descent into me- mental illness you know uh-huh. and I was like oh this is validating <laughs> like, this, this makes me feel amazing <laughs> so, I so, feel yeah, seen by this book that I'm yeah, listening to yeah. exactly yeah. Hmm. Yeah. eyes and ears mm-hmm. sorry that was, it really went nowhere uh, Michael how about you me not you <laughs> hi, hi. Um, you know I had a really so today I read a tweet by Ben Shapiro that uh, said, and that's the T, uh, and it made me never want to say the word T ever uh, again. <laughs> I was well, like, why does he have to co-op that? That well, fucking... Well, that's... <sighs> so, yeah. That's the end of T. Yep. yep. So, got to find a new, <laughs> a new way to put this in. Uh, what have I been watching? I mean... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Stars born. Oh. I mean... <laughs> I've seen it 600 times. Okay, I've seen it twice. Okay. But um, I've, I've watched that. Um, it's so wonderful. I love Lady Gaga. Um, have I watched anything else? Oh, okay. So Mariska Hargitay is my hero in the new season of SVU started, and I, I love every second of it. They just did an episode on migrant children. 
Mm. Yeah, my <sighs> boyfriend made me watch that one. It, it was, was uh, really good. It was. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't ready for it, but no, it was good. I like cried during SVU. I'm like, what is mm-hmm. happening to me? <laughs> SVU is the one that's like just really got like super ripped from the headlines, kind of. Yeah, and it's usually like uh, it started out as like sex crimes based, right? But they cover um, special victims, so children. That kind of stuff. And lately they've been going a lot more like for the throat of what's going on in America today. It's actually one of the most like topical shows on TV, I think, right now. Really? Super interestingly enough, considering it's, you know, the law and order canon. So, uh, but I, yeah, I would check it out. It's, you know, it's not a <clears throat> very nuanced take on it. It's very law and ordery, but it's also just like, it's just refreshing to see a network television show just flat out just be like, this is bullshit. You know, so. Hmm. So yeah, Dick Wolf still kicking. <laughs> yeah, and Mariska Hargitay is such a queer avatar. Like yeah. her character, yeah, Olivia yeah. Benson. <laughs> God bless her. Like she's she she it's don't need no man. Is that his name? Yeah, but he's not on it anymore. Oh, then no, I can give you the whole. Really? I can give you the whole timeline of when he left and who they brought in, and then he left, and yeah. Mm. I've only seen the one episode. How many times did it say this changes everything this season? Oh, just every promo eighteen. Yeah. Okay. Twenty two. So there's still on there. Oh yeah. Oh hell yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, I think my favorite episode of that show of all time was the one when it was when Sharon Stone was doing like an eight episode arc. And yes. Then, and then Isabelle Huppert also did an episode, and it ended. There was a the last twenty minutes of the episode was just Isabelle Huppert and Sharon Stone in a morgue, <laughs> and Isabelle Huppert had lost her mind, and she had Sharon Stone at gunpoint. She was like, "Give me back." <laughs> Give me back the body of my child. Give him back to me. And Sharon Stone was like, "You don't have to do this. You don't have to do this." And meanwhile, meanwhile, I think it was like I think Chris Maloney was like in 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 an air vent, yeah, like crawling through. He was like, "I'm gonna get down there." And I was like, "If this doesn't win every fucking Emmy, and it won no Emmys, should won every Glad Award." You know what? I need. It's no. It was literally. I was like, "Is this for me?" <laughs> this episode written for Mark Fortin. But do you remember, like, it was clearly Sharon Stone. She oh, was just yeah. like, I want a Law and I've Order spinoff. Every right. episode of that series, yeah. she actually like talked shit about her experience on SVU recently, saying it was like a, for the money. Really, Sharon? You think? <laughs> I thought you wanted to stretch. You pulled one over on us, Sharon. We all thought it was for the craft. <laughs> <laughs> it was all for the love. Chris, of the do you crowd. watch SVU at all? I don't. I've never uh, seen. You it. are missing out. Well, now I know. I mean, <laughs> I mean you Sharon Stone. Come, you, you, oh, yeah. Sharon I mean, Stone and Isabella Perry. There's only like 400 episodes you can catch up real quick. Okay. Okay. And it. you know, Isabella <laughs> Perry was like on the set, like in her trailer, calling, like <laughs> calling home to friends, and she's like, "Yeah, I don't know why I'm doing this." Yeah. So <laughs> she's like, "I know I've worked with the best of the best." I'm like, I don't know. I just felt like, what the fuck? I would do this. <laughs> they didn't even bother printing her a script. Yeah. <laughs> they were just like, "Just do what you want." We're so we're so lucky for can I do it in a morgue okay (laughs) Chris what have you been watching Uh, what have I I had a you've been busy I've been post on a movie I've been busy post on a movie but I I, you know I'm I'm a dad now and I finding time to do anything for you for me like even just peeing and (laughs) Um, but the other night I got him to bed and I had like a double feature of sorts and so I watched uh, Mandy Oh, okay. I haven't seen that yet. Good. It's fucking bonkers. Okay. Like badass bonkers. And then I watched 
um, five episodes of The Good Place. Yes! <laughs> which I had never seen. And Did you start from the beginning? I started from the beginning, and it was one of those, like, I kept hearing about the show, and I was working on something, and someone said, oh, have you seen you know The Good Place? And so I, I went into it begrudgingly. Like, I did not want to watch the show. Um, and I feel like somewhere in the first five minutes... Um, What's her name? The the Kristen Kristen Bell. Bell. She told someone to eat her farts, and I was like, "I like the show." (laughs) You're like, "All right, the good place. You have my attention. Like, you grab me." Um, I've been reluctant to watch that for some reason too, and it's got so many like ingredients that I love. It's it's got great writing. Very great. It's very clever. Yeah, very very smart. I mean, I love her. I like Ted Danson. I think he's super funny, and the who writing can, staff is insane. Who can yeah. resist Kristen Bell? Yeah, yeah, and she's honestly at her best when she's playing an asshole, which yeah. she does in this show. Yeah, it's, it's and a, she's a really likable asshole, which is not an yeah. easy thing to Well, she's to pull so likable as a human. Yeah, and it comes um, through. So, yeah, that's So, you watched watch. five, are you going to keep going? I'm, I'm no. <laughs> no, you're done I'm done I got what I needed out of it <laughs> you're uh, like, I loved it no yeah, that's no. all yeah. it was really cute thanks exactly. <laughs> uh, no I might I might I, I really liked it I hope so good Brennan what have you been watching okay. or reading so, or listening to as it were <laughs> Sure. Um, well, I watched and listened to because last week I watched the original 1958 The Fly, oh, and this week I was like, why not watch the 1959 Return of The Fly? Oh. Um, Vincent Price is equally wasted, um, <laughs> not, not drunk. He just does nothing. He spends he's he spends like 40 he minutes was in wasted. bed in this movie. <laughs> he's like, oh, it was shot. I'm he was ready the, to rest. I he was the Britney of his time. My yeah, time. basically. <laughs> Um, Aww, but <laughs> this one is about the son of the original, the fly. They should have called it the son of fly. Totally. Yes. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll send them a, a telegram to the past. What yep. do you want me to do? Time um, machine it now. Um, no, but it's about the son of the fly. It came out a year later, but this son is like 25 instead of eight. So I guess it's set in the late seventies or something. Like an eighties sitcom. Um, but let me tell you what, he grew up into a snack. He is so hot <laughs> in this movie. I was like, I don't care that this plot is really dumb. Um, although, honestly, I was expecting him to just be an idiot and just do the exact same fly thing again, and that's, they actually kind of s- switch it up a little bit. <laughs> it was pretty good. Very melodramatic. Lots of uh, people following each other when they go to the parking lot. Lots of people staring out of windows. It's great. Sounds like cruising. Fly behavior. Yeah. <laughs> Brennan. What? Where are you on your journey through Children of the Corn? Are you done? Oh, boy. <laughs> I wish I was. Um I finished five and six. Wow. Wait, how many are there? There are ten. That's a lot. Ten? Yeah. yeah. You've been doing this a while. Yeah. No, it, it, I'm finishing <laughs> up this month. Um, um, five. I'm, I'll do five the so ones fast. with Ava Mendez, right? Yeah, Ava Mendez. Yeah. And oh, her hair yeah. is a rambling pile in this movie, and it's gorgeous. And she oh, plays really opposite uh, Greg Vaughn, who's who does a lot of TV work right now. I don't remember the show he's on, but he's also very hot. I only watch movies with hot people. Um, <laughs> Smart. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, that's a lie, JK. Um, Alexis Arquette is in it, too, who I love. Um, oh. And it, it's it's a really mediocre, weirdly straightforward for a post-Scream slasher movie. Really? Oh, it's a Children of the Corn sequel was weirdly mediocre. No, it... it, wow. it well, <laughs> what, it what was its the subtitle? One? Uh, that one is Fields of Terror, which is not a fun. <laughs> it should have been called Field of Screams or something. Well, that was Ooh. 2001 Maniacs 2, Field of Screams. Wow. I think that oh, came out right. later. So there's fields of terror. There's ten. The ten <laughs> came out this year. Like, wow, that's impressive. Um, it makes me feel like nine, like part nine, might be like Isabel Huppert and <laughs> Sharon Stone. I, I know. 
Michael Ironside is in part seven, and I'm ready. All right, Chris. Chris, imagine where you'll be with Happy Death Day, like thirteen. Jesus. Um, For all our sakes. <laughs> no. Yeah, in part six, Children of the Corn 666, Isaac's Return, is unwatchable. Um, so that's fun. It's, a lot of, it's basically just if an orange filter made a movie. <laughs> and these are all still in the Dimension Films era of Children of the Corn, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, although, I will say, Children of the Corn 666 was directed by a woman, which is one of the f- only times in like any like long running slasher franchise that, that has happened other than Freddy Rachel. Part Six. Yeah, Rachel. Um yeah, and Carrie Scogland is the director and she's gone on to do a lot of really great stuff. Yeah. So I'm not dissing her and I'm so excited she got that opportunity. It's just the movie was ripped to shreds before it even got to her. So I have to watch it now. I do too. <laughs> yeah. I can see the box in my head from the video store. Oh yeah. sorry, good tie in. You know who's in Children of the Corn six six six? Me. Nancy Allen. Oh. Oh. Oh, bless. There we go. Bless. Also beautiful hair. (laughs) (laughs) Well. No. No. He said it was unwatchable. No, I I agree with you. Everybody's got bills. (laughs) Seriously. You know what? Everyone's got to do their Sharon Stone SVU march. Yeah, Yeah, and she does get to stare at a child's grave for a while, so that's pretty fun. Wow. Give me oh, debt. Give that me sounds debt. really fun. <laughs> no, she, she that's gets your Fandango ask. movie clips <laughs> thing on YouTube. The trailer is just her staring. Just at Nancy staring girl. into a hole. <laughs> like, a child goes in there. Good times. Um, <laughs> I, are you drinking Pedialyte? I was like, are you hungover? Yeah. Um, no, I actually I have a migraine disorder, so oh, that actually helps. Yeah, it does. I, most hangover cures work a lot for my terrible brain. Do you know Botox works for migraines? Yeah. All right, I'm ready. Two birds, one. <laughs> yep. Give it. Do you have any with you? Not, not on me. I okay. left it in my other pants. Um, I'm so sorry. All right. Well, I'll wrap up tea time by quickly yeah, saying that <laughs> I, <laughs> I watched. I watched uh, Maniac on Netflix. Oh, the show, the series uh, that Kiri Fukunaga directed, and uh, I forgot that he did. Oh that. God, what's the name of the writer that he created it? I'm so sorry, I can't remember right now. Um, and uh, it, I will be brief, and I will simply say that it is uh, pretty much mostly wonderful and very funny and often moving, and I was a fan. So, highly recommend. That's next on my list to watch. Yeah. I really love Emma Stone. I'm trying yeah, to figure quite, out who the writer is. She's really, it, really good in this. Is it Patrick Somerville? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, IMDb to the rescue. Brennan to the rescue. <laughs> okay, so let's introduce today's film. Uh, if it wasn't for Tabitha King rescuing the first crumpled pages of the novel from a garbage can and urging her husband to finish it, Stephen King might never have given us the debut novel that gave us today's film. Uh, released in 1976 to immediate critical and financial success, this film launched the career of its director, Brian De Palma, and garnered Academy Award nominations for its stars, Sissy Spacek, and Piper Laurie. Between its visionary source material and pop horror film adaptation, it's become a classic folklore nightmare about what it means to be young, female, and coming of age in an America that seeks to control your voice and power before you learn to. You guys, our guest today, Chris, chose Brian De Palma's 1976 adaptation of Carrie. And here is the trailer. It's the night of the senior prom. The Bates High Did you School just? gym is alive with excitement. Were you just pretending to be him? Everybody is there. <laughs> Even oh. Carrie White. The girl no one likes. We're all sorry about this incident, Cassie. It's Carrie! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's like me! Oh. 
girl who lives in that creepy house. <laughs> <laughs> I like that even the trailer guy is throwing shade. Even the trailer guy is like, ugh, Carrie, God, she's got Carrie White eats shit. So true. Concentrate hard enough, I can move things. But tonight, no one will laugh at Carrie. If you don't have a date to the prom next Friday, would you like to go with me? She's with the best-looking boy in the senior class. He's trying to trick me again. She'll be voted queen of the prom. <laughs> Dude, you know, queen. I can make sure that you don't hurt Carrie White anymore. <laughs> Should we stop it? I guess this is... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> For everyone else, yeah. it will like be a nightmare. It's <laughs> 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 PJ Souls. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. That so, is a great trailer. That is, it really is a great yeah. trailer. It's actually the whole movie. <laughs> it is, right? Yeah. It's like, here's a girl. She's going to kill everyone. Come and see it. Here's this gross person. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to kill you. Look at her. She's disgusting. You're <laughs> just like angry with her. Oh, look at this house she's in. She's like, you know what? This, this time we go through the trailer VO, I'm just going to do it really nasty. Yeah, exactly. Going to go at this cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what was his deal? Jesus Christ, no. Uh, all right, listen. So before we go on, this is going to be full of spoilers because it's a 45-year-old fucking movie. So uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this and you haven't seen Carrie, first of all, you're not queer yet. Yeah, or a horror fan. Or a horror fan. So just press pause, go handle your situation. <laughs> Whatever it is, and then come back and join us. Okay? All right. Great. So let's move on to shady summaries. Uh, We tend to, um, (laughs) every episode, we tend to uh, go after our movie and come up with a shady summary about what it could be. Uh, Michael, you want to kick us off? Sure. I have two. I'm trying to decide which one I should use. All right, I'm just going to do plug it up, plug it up, plug it up, fuck them up, fuck them up, fuck them up. The end. Okay. Thanks for that. Nay? Uh, I have um, the catalyst that is period blood and the journey through a horrible mother and classmates to sweet satanic revenge. Oh, okay. Delicious. Brennan, did you have one? No. Chris, would you like to, um, you know, just sort of riff on one or no? Totally unprepared. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have a second one, Chris. Do you want it? (laughs) (laughs) Brian De Palma loves sissy SpaceX thighs. (laughs) That's crazy. Nice. I love it. There you go. And he yeah. does. Um, I don't have a shady summary because I love this movie so much. I couldn't. Every time I tried to be like sassy about it, I was like, no, I can't. I love it. Yeah. I, think, I don't think shady necessarily means it has to be bad, right? I, know. I, I think, think shady the word that's be loving. Shady. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You want to know what mine is then? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a line from the movie. Only, mine, is just, so mine is just like, where should I put it, Miss Collins? That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. Yours uh, are always so good. Too. Spit yeah. out that gum. Damn it. So uh, all right, so um, just to summarize before we begin, Carrie White, a shy, friendless teenage girl who was sheltered by her domineering religious mother. Pissed uh, off the trailer guy. I know, who really <laughs> pissed off the trailer guy, unleashes her telekinetic powers after being humiliated by her classmates at her senior prom. Now, before we uh, just really launch into the general film discussion, Chris, why did you decide to pick Carrie? This, this was a movie that, that had a huge impact on me when I when I first saw it I was a kid I the reason why I saw it is because my stepmother is an extra in the movie <laughs> stop no yes. way what and scene? so she's in she's in a couple scenes she's in the uh, locker room scene in the beginning 
Hey-oh. Not, <laughs> not one of the naked girls. Um, and then you see her, like you spot her in other places, like in the hallway, um, outside the principal's office. Um, and, and so this was the reason why I was allowed to watch this particular movie when I was, I think, maybe seven. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, seven or eight, yeah. Just, you know, Yikes. classic 80s parenting. Like, smoking and go ahead and watch whatever. Um, but, uh, but I remember... When I when I saw the movie, it, it it there was I connected to to this I I was already that kid that was bullied mm. at school, and mm-hmm. so for me this was the first time that I saw something that that sort of depicted that experience in mm-hmm. school, and 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 this movie sat with me, and I remember I think it was like when I went to school that week, like when I was in class and I saw some of my bullies, like I kept imagining all the ways I could kill them with my powers. <laughs> yes. You know? Like, yes. remember, like, the giant paper cutter thing? Yes. The, like, oh, my God, yeah. Like, that thing came off yeah. and, like, flew across the room and cut off, like, five heads. And mm. so, like, mm. I love okay. it. That Josh, was... Har- Josh Hartnett did that in the faculty. Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> We're back to the faculty somehow. I could bring that up every um, which way. Oh, the faculty's so good. But, so great. And but also yes. featuring Piper Laurie in a terrifying role never mind go on go. please continue. Full circle. Full circle so you yeah so, so you yeah so this was I, I connected with that yeah yeah i really absolutely I, I, it was something that i related to immediately and so it's and it's a movie that i have gone back to over and over and over again for different reasons mm-hmm. um but it really is you know still one of the best you know king adaptations ever absolutely so i agree with that well, I guess we're done here. Great. Right, I? <laughs> I am so glad you picked it because watching it today—well, not today, but in these times—it's—I don't know. It's it, I like connected with it on that level still. Yeah, you know, like there because you just put it in like as a young kid, you do it towards your bullies and stuff, and we're still being bullied. It's just very systematic. Um, so I don't know. I like can't handle when someone calls Carrie a monster because she's such a hero. It to drives me. me fucking crazy. It drives yeah. me fucking insane. So like watching it now, I'm like she, like as an adult who is semi-immature, you <laughs> like it is it's a an empowerment tale at the end of the day. Yeah. So I'm like glad you picked it because it was a movie I didn't realize I needed to watch again. Yeah. But that's the thing too. Like it's the it's the whole like and again I couldn't process this at the time, but as an adult I look back on it now and I go, okay, so for me, the connection is also like her. Her power represents being gay. Yeah, for me, and it's sort of this idea, this thing that that she's trying to repress, that she's sort of being forced to to repress, and then ultimately discovers it's actually the source of her power, right? And her strength, her strength. and her identity, um, and. And so that's another layer of it that I think that really comes through. And then there's all these other elements like, you know, her mom, you know, locking her in, in the closet to pray. Well, that just goes straight to the heart of right. conversion therapy and all the kinds of crazy things that people have gone through and continue to go through. Um, and so I think that this, this movie speaks to me and to a lot of other gay people because of yeah. those, those elements. Yeah, I think the movie speaks for anyone who feels other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No matter what it is. Um, because, you know, like you just said, we're kind of, the closet represents to me a box that people want to put people in. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, outside of that box, don't mold to what they want, they want to throw you back in that box, which we've actually discussed this here before, like the closet, but also all for people like Carrie, 
and like us growing up, the closet is actually can be a protective place too. So there's kind of that going on as well. I feel like Carrie in a way, yes, her mom is forcing her to go in this closet, but that's like the one place she's actually safe from her mother at the end of the day too. Like, cause her mom won't go in there with her. Right. Um, anyway. Mm. No, I mean, and, and I think, I think <laughs> for a lot of certainly queer men, I mean, Carrie is, is looms really large for a lot of us in our childhoods because it plays so directly into the hero slash monster self-image issue that we have growing up. And, um, and that's what makes it so potent. And for me, it, it, it was one of the, the first horror movies to truly, truly frighten me because the horror was so born out of the characters. It was not a horror from without. It was just, it was uh, entirely predicated on how people behaved in regular life. And it, it, it was about that culmination of that, that intersection of sort of basic daily kind of bullying and religious fervor and sort of general bodily function and sort of, you know, things that you could not control about mm-hmm. your body that just end up converging into what is essentially an inevitable disaster. But it's interesting rewatching the movie now uh, versus watching it then and, and reapproaching it, especially thanks to current events from like very, from a very different angle and from uh, a different perspective. But I mean, Hey, what do you think? I'm just, just shut me up. <laughs> My fave. It's hit me. Doming. No. Um, uh, thank you. Thank you, mistress. You're, you're welcome. Uh, you know, time. I love a bully revenge tale. Oh, yeah. Um, Give me it. Oof, it's so cathartic. And I did love to place my childhood buddies, my childhood, my childhood bullies, into the place of those bullies, mm. and imagine killing all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They fucking deserve it. Oh, it feels so oh, yeah. good. What yeah. is that? It feels so fun. Well, dreams. It's, it's fantasy. Yeah. Well, it, because in the space of what, like ninety six minutes? I mean. In order to, what I find fascinating about the movie is the use of comedy in the movie too, mm-hmm. to make the level of abuse uh, not palatable, but because it's awful. I mean, the, the, the opening is one of the most brutal things I've ever seen. It's that shower scene is just it, it's so uh, it's so upsetting. It's terrifying. Terrifying. It's also and like really the execution of it is when you go back and see it again. It's very odd. And there's there's a lot going on in there, even before you get to the part where she's being uh-huh. abused by her her peers. Oh like, yeah, it's, well it's it's the most strange like sexualized sequence ever. Like I was very uncomfortable when I'm sitting there going, "Oh wait, these are supposed to be teenage girls in high school." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like, bizarre. Right? It's super. Yeah, it's like it's, you could never fucking do that now. Right, well, and it's not very intrusive. in your wildest dreams. Yeah, it's, well, like it's such an intrusive. Oh, really? You guys take it intrusive? I was. I find the tension of that opening slow mo shot with the Pino Donaggio score so, in, so incredible because the music is so funereal. It sounds like music you would hear during a, a slideshow of dead people yeah. in a church. Yeah. It's As hypnotic. you're watching young women at their most f- fertile, young, alive, happy, <laughs> and like at, with this music that is just so... Yeah. It's like a dream state. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's riveting. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember at 12 being like, oh, I have no attention span, Nintendo, this, that, and the other. And that came out and I was like... And clearly I was not interested in the nudity. I was more just right. like... What the fuck? Holy I shit. I mean, it's unforgettable and it's, it's everything. I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's intrusive in the sense that it almost feels like it's not a movie. 
mm-hmm. that it's almost like you're peeping on these people yep. um, at that moment. But it's also powerful, and it's like it's it it instantly strikes a fear in me, like mm-hmm. right away, because you're like, "Fuck! Like, what is happening? Like, this like the filter on the camera, like everything just looks otherworldly in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. even though it's like regular right. like, daily life at a high school. Um, it's haunting. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the best way to put and, it. Watch it. Sorry, go ahead. It's so nice to watch it as an adult, though, and think about. <laughs> I was just like, I would have bled on all these bitches and <laughs> picked up all this these free tampons and pads they've thrown at me. I know, that's just You want to throw money right? down Let the drain? Just say. Okay, <laughs> picking them up and going on my way. But I think I get what you were saying, though, too. Like, it is a little, little weird to see girls that are supposed to be 16 naked. You know, like, I always find it interesting when, like, gay Twitter is going nuts for Archie on Riverdale. And I get it. The actor's like gorgeous and he's got a beautiful body, but it's like, he's playing a 15 year old. There's something really inherently weird about like sexualizing that, even though the actor is not 15. Yeah. So, and again, but again, I think that's why De Palma gets away with it because that music is not, is, is distancing you from a porny, from a porny kind of viewpoint. It's, it, it it's that music is establishing that this is a tragedy yeah. on some level. Yeah, I don't know. I even <laughs> though, but but again, it's but but it, this is what's fascinating about the movie is that he ends up getting away with so much because he uses comedy. The movie opens on a volleyball game and BJ Soul's wax sissy's basic on the head, <laughs> right? And Nancy head. Allen is like, "You eat shit, eat shit." And, and two hundred one, I've never been to a screening of this movie where people did not laugh out loud. Yeah. At this gratuitous bullying happening right at the top, and then he clicks into that music and yeah. the locker room scene, right. and all of a sudden the tonal shift is just bam. It's just like it's just like there's no the the the, the tonal shifts are are uh, what's the word jarring jarring <laughs> they are hairpin. Yeah, I mean, that's like that's what high school is. It's jarring. You could be I mean at least for me in high school you could be laughing your butt off in one class and the next class someone's like threatening to kill you and you're a faggot. Like yeah. you know what I mean? It's just mm. like the the shift in life is like that as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Let alone whether or not you're queer. Right. You know? Um yeah. So like to be a volleyball game to being hit in the head and to being told to eat <laughs> shit in like 30 <laughs> seconds. It's like whoa, he hit on like American teenagers. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's what am I and like uh, I remember often when I talk about the movie with people, they go like, oh, it's so dated. You know, those scenes where they're shopping with tuxedos and that like, wah, 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 when music comes right. on. And I'm like, no, you need that. That's so important. That's what actually, for me anyway, makes the movie scarier because the movie ends up, <laughs> what, what, what other sort of iterations of whether musical or on film or whatever uh, about Carrie have sort of weirdly not gotten right is that like they avoid the fact that these kids are not bad. They're not necessarily monsters. They're just dicks. They're just teenagers. (laughs) I mean, we're all fucking dicks when we're teenagers. 16 year olds. To a degree, to somebody. And yeah. Yeah. And, and I love that the movie acknowledges, no, these are just kids too. They're no better, no worse, and I don't know. I just I love these asides that they do with like the sped up. That was uh, yeah. There's some kooky. Yeah, there are a lot of interesting choices throughout the movie that I am, am sometimes baffled by, but also so impressed 
with as well. Like there's the, to your point, like there's, there is that, you know, that when the, when, when they're trying on their tuxedos and then like suddenly just in one little ran, random moment, it speeds up. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, nowhere else is that used in the entire film <laughs> at all, at all. And this little weird thing happens or the, the, the fight between, or the, the, the sort of that crazy scene between John Travolta, um, and, uh, and, and, uh, uh, is it Nancy? Nancy Allen. Nancy Allen. We're like they keep smacking each other in the face. It's yeah, it's like, so great. It's but so they crazy. Play it for so comedy. Great. You know what's fascinating? This blowjob yeah. is played for comedy. Oh, it's amazing. The sexual manipulation yeah. and domestic violence yeah. is played for comedy. And I just love that she's talking while she has a dick in her mouth. Talent. <laughs> <laughs> talent. Like, yeah. Clearly. Yeah, talent. Totally. Or it says Travolta's got doesn't got a lot to work. Uh, <laughs> you know she didn't actually blow him in the scene. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. What? <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been. What was that guy's name? That brown bunny? What's that director's name? Vincent Gallo. Yeah, it wasn't Vincent Gallo. I never watched that movie. I did. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I was so just gross. like, you know, he sells himself for a million dollars. Moving on. <laughs> Go to his site. It's Wait, amazing. To Wait, look what? At yeah. Sells himself. This is the guy that jizzes on on canvases, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And sells that as art. Yeah. yeah. As an artist, I just want to say I'm inspired now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you might your Lacroix Lacroix skirt skirt sweater. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's what you do. But you bring up the you bring up the Travolta Nancy Allen sort of like yeah you real fucking you know like pr, pr, and he's just like hitting her over and over. What's fascinating is that you know the movie plays these villains. For laughs, right? Right, and what's weird? Part of why I think the movie ends up sticking with a lot of people who watch it is because it makes you complicit with the characters. Because you laugh with them, you mm-hmm. end up enjoying them. Mm-hmm. You don't watch them going like, "Ugh, this bitch." You go like, "Oh, great, they're back because yeah. they're so funny." Yeah, and <laughs> and you end up being complicit with whatever they're in, they end up doing on some level. And um, but but in the book, uh. Chris Harkinson is in a is in a, 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 um, an abusive relationship. Like she's literally in an abusive relationship, and her her portrayal in the book is a lot more nuanced mm-hmm. than what you know Nancy Allen had to work with. And I and it's so interesting to see how you know either out of embarrassment towards really leaning into what uh, talking about domestic violence and and this, how this girl had I guess clearly no one to turn to, no one to listen to. Uh, to to her, um, versus, I know I'm digging myself into a word hole, um, <laughs> but I just I, it's so interesting to read the book and then see this particular adaptation and see how it takes very very serious subjects and makes them a little bit funny. I mean, Piper Laurie herself and, and ended up calling this movie a black comedy. She right. still does. Well, I think in the movie it's very necessary because you need those bits of like just relief and yeah. to be able to just breathe for a few minutes because the scenes with her and Carrie and her mom are just so fucking intense. <laughs> like, I mean, there is like a camp factor to it because of Piper's performance, which is just so great. But yeah. But by the way, anyone who's ever lived with or have, has been close to a zealot. Mm. That performance isn't far no. from the truth, and so that's what's really interesting about it is that we can look at it and go, "Oh my god, it's so funny and campy," but like, I—it's quite scary. Too. I know those people, yeah. you know, and that—that that is kind of how they are. Chris, where'd you grow up? 
uh, I grew up in LA, um, but my part of my family is very religious, and and my my mom. I'll try and make this brief. Oh boy. <laughs> um, so my mom was not a, was not a religious person, and then my parents divorced and my mom went through what I called like her Debbie Harry phase. <laughs> so she like wouldn't come home and like had really young boyfriends and did a lot of blow. And I was like, oh, okay, that's my mom. Um, oh my God, I'm going to get killed for this. Milfy. No, she just, she just went through a wild phase, which yeah. was all about like, I'm going to prove you know, to, to my ex that I'm living my best life. And, and then, but it took its toll. And, and I remember as a kid one day, my mom, she didn't come home for dinner and she was supposed to and we got really worried and and hours and hours went by and then she finally came home and she was a born again Christian. Oh no shit. Like she walks through the door completely a different person and I cannot describe the transformation and how instantaneous and how at the time crazy it was and what had happened is she went to get her nails done and her manicurist was like you need Jesus come with me and and that was it and that was it for the rest of of my life. Wow. And my mom like became an extremist in that way. And so it was, everything was the Bible and she went through my room and took out anything that she thought was evil. And she made me read Proverbs every night at bed. And so there was this, this, and again, another reason why I connected to this particular movie was because I kind of felt a version of this. Now my mom was not abusive and not crazy and didn't stab me in the back and so forth. But, (laughs) um, but I understood that a little bit yeah more. yeah hearing it in that context you yeah. do realize like oof it's some serious shit yeah mm. i'm sorry you had to go through that i'm thank not. you for sharing yeah. <laughs> i think my mom was your mom's nail lady <laughs> uh, she loves to evangelize you know yeah well i got saved at a post office once Really? Yeah, I literally went in and... Is I, that what they're calling it? I bought, <laughs> I bought stamps, and this woman started asking me questions, and I was just like, you know, I just moved to L.A., and I just and I just was like, I'm just going to yes-and the hell out of this. Like, I'm just <laughs> God, senior not, I'm yeah. not going to shut this down. And it this conversation began with, how are you today? And it ended with her coming out from behind the counter outside the post office. Oh, she was an employee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Saving me. All these wow. people need to be fired. Saving <laughs> I was like, no, at, you know, honestly, at, it was such a blatant violation of, like, workplace ethics yeah. that I was just like, no, this, it's just, it's so, it's so brazen that I'm just going to go with it. I'm going with it. Just for the story. Yeah. But, but I was like, I these, just want to Were there story. people in line behind you? Yes! Oh my god, I hate the post office! Yes. She, <laughs> she, put a sign. she put a sign. She was just no. like... She was Back like, in 15 minutes doing a conversion. She was no. like, baby, baby, come with me. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> And That's I was amazing. like, "Girl, I'm on break." <laughs> okay, okay. And I like turned around to the like the three people behind me, and I like did a shrug emoji. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, but I think I'm gonna go Cross get saved. Ashes now. on your forehead. Oh yeah. my wow. god, that's amazing. Yeah. Inri, or whatever. That's right. <laughs> that's so. Yeah. Um, but yeah. now you realize that you there that that you know these Margaret Whites are out there. Yeah, they're you know, everywhere. Yeah, they are everywhere. Sure. Now mm. they just take to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, or run our country. If they well, know how to too. use Twitter, my mom would never like. She'd be like a tweet. What kind of bird? <laughs> yeah. Moms. What kind of bird that Jesus made? 
for all of us to enjoy. <laughs> I feel like today's like modern Margaret White is um, the that God Warrior Anne lady from Wife Swap. Oh. oh my god! Remember her? Oh my god! Oh my dark sided. Dark sided. Yes. <laughs> She's not a Christian. Yeah. Gargoyles. <laughs> She's the best. I was like, oh, it's Margaret White. Oh, I'm glad she looked. She landed well. <laughs> she did all right. A lot of the modern ones are. <laughs> Fox News. <laughs> yeah, like Laura, yeah Ingram, exactly. You know, Laura. Yeah. Oh, totally. kind of shit. Oh, tummy lozenge? Fuck her. Lozenge? <laughs> 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 she lives in fucking West Hollywood. No, she doesn't. Yes, not. she does. Girlfriend needs to fucking like get over her own shit. The nerve. She lives in like the place she says she hates. Wow. Yeah. Tell me. You know, she's she's <laughs> an object lesson and and just an illustration of there are some people who will say anything for attention. Yeah, or for money. True. Did you Hopefully see the both. meme going around of her like in the white hat and the white dress and it was just like her like this, like her arms up, like all pissed off and the, just the tweets coming out of that were like, <laughs> like Palm, um, what's a good, like Fort Lauderdale's number one realtor and it's just like a... <laughs> 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 That's so good. So she great. really does look like a realtor. Yeah, she does. Like a realtor like who got like bit by like some kind of, I don't know, <laughs> like right wing spider, it's like Ben Shapiro, <laughs> radioactive Ben Shapiro. Just you know, what were we talking about? But okay, well, then, speaking of speaking of these fucking trolls, uh, I, I, I for me, like it's interesting because like I came to carry the same way you did, which is as this closeted person who was just like it me, you know, <laughs> like I am her. Papa was a baby. Papa. Yeah, and um, and it was uh, <laughs> just earth sh- earth shaking the experience of seeing this movie for the first time at twelve. And but now when I approach it, and s- especially with the news lately, uh, when it comes to sort of uh, the rise of the religious right, once again, like fucking Freddie, back for more. Uh, <laughs> Never, never enough. Uh, sexual assault, um, sort of, the, basically the constant messaging that women are receiving on a daily basis. That doesn't matter what happens to your body; we don't care. Right. Um, it's interesting when coupling book and film, how much Carrie, so much of Carrie is like we like not to take away any of our experience as as queer people coming to Carrie. Uh, you know, sort of seeing ourselves in her metaphorically, but. I mean, the women, all the women to a one and carry are sort of plagued with what it means to mm-hmm. live as a woman in America, whether it be because of sort of toxic religious messaging. Uh, Sue Snell in the novel is uh, pregnant and she has no idea what to do and she has no resources. Right. Uh, Chris Harginson is in an abusive relationship, no one to turn to. Um, it's and Carrie, of course, is fucking telekinetic, and she doesn't. There's not a ton of resources in 19. When I always looked at the Desjardins, <laughs> is it Desjardins in the book? Yeah, yes. And what's her name in the movie? Miss Gardner, which I is literally the like an undercover lesbian too. Oh, in interesting. A lot of ways, you know. So like, there's another person who's like quietly, like not living. You know what I mean? Like she's. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know she is. Yeah. She's so slap happy. That's what yeah. I love about her. She's huddling like, up with the she, Catholic she school gym Carrie. teacher down the street. She yes. hits Carrie. She hits Chris Harkinson. <laughs> she hits everybody. She, she, Betty Buckley just is like slapping <laughs> slap <legend>. her. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, but but apparently, legend has it in the Broadway musical, she ended up like Lindsay Hately, who played Carrie in the musical, and Betty Buckley ended up playing Margaret White in the musical. She has an amazing singing voice. 
um, she would slap the shit out of her like every night. And Lindsay, it was like, it's in her contract. Betty, could you, <laughs> Betty, could you please just like? And Betty was like, I, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> like my ears bleeding. Yeah, yeah. She's Sorry. like, I can't Sorry. feel my face. <laughs> Um, but I don't know. I, I don't know if anybody has anything to sort of uh, like a response to that. But it's twenty, you know, twenty. Uh, well, no, nearly well, thirty just years is on. Like an avatar for so many things, and it sucks that she's an avatar for so many things. Yeah. Today, then, and probably for a really long time to come, uh, in one yeah, way or another. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The pranks, though, like you were talking a little bit about how like they're just kind of bad. I mean, some of their pranks are pretty fucked up. Oh no! Listen, <laughs> listen. Like it's there is some. It's, it is heinous. Yeah, heinous. What like they killed animals. Yeah. to do their prank. Yes, which is like they're li- that means they're a little sociopathic, right? Like, well, certainly Chris, uh, certainly Chris and um, and uh, Billy Nolan have uh, sociopathic traits. They have yes. a streak. Right. The rest of the girls. Are operating under like at least in the shower scene a kind of pack mentality yeah, situation. Yeah. It's more impulsive. And a lot not of it's pre- out of, it's not premeditated. A lot of it's out of fear. Yeah, out of like, fear of not fitting in. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, and also fear of you know it's like you see this sort of graphic representation of something your own body does. I, I mean I don't know. I have no. <laughs> I know like, it's to a stand queen. on to talk about this. I if know anyone else a... wants to pick it up, <laughs> but like this is what I what this is what I've gleaned from it. Well, and I know as a queer kid, I would blend in with the crowd. Mm. In those situations, mm. so I would partake in some of that like bullying myself. Mm-hmm. So you're not the well, focus that was the of safest the way to, yeah. to yeah disappear. Yeah, was to just join. Yeah. Oh, they're targeting that guy. I'm good if I join in. Yeah. You know, like mm. yeah. Oof. Just like oh, thank God they're not looking at me this time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The religious aspect always gets me because I think we've talked about this before. How I would like pray every night before school. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. dear God, make tomorrow a good day. Oh, motherfucker Michael. never followed through. <laughs> oh, baby Michael. So like it, it I didn't grow a good up. Day. What? Today's a good Today's day. a great day. Got my friends here. Got a new friend in Chris. Hey Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean the, it, it's interesting, you know, Chris, I never thought of it that way before going back to what you were saying about Mrs. White's performance. I need to watch it again now <laughs> to yeah. like look at like the seriousness of her performance and like how f- not far off the mark she is at yeah. all. Um, like, does it, is, is that like, do you have anything else to say about that? Because I find it so interesting. I was just curious to know. If well, you, before you actually launch into a discussion of that we performance have? in that clip, we actually have, oh, great. I think, one of the more famor, famous, famous monologues. I should have killed myself when he put it in me. <laughs> After the if first I had a dime time, for every time I've said things. <laughs> Ralph promised never again. He promised. And I believe him. But sin never dies. Sin never dies. At first, it was all right. We lived sinlessly. We slept in the same bed, but we never did. And that night, I saw him looking down at me that way. We got down on our knees to pray for strength. I smell the whiskey on his breath. And he took me. (laughs) He took me. Oh my God. With 
stink of the filth of the roadhouse whiskey on this bread. <laughs> Mark and Chris are like doing it. karaoke to this. <laughs> they are. I liked it. <laughs> on both sides of me. It's amazing. <laughs> well, oh, I'm dirty, dirty touching his hands, hands though. All over. <laughs> 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 I should have given you to God when you were born. <laughs> I was weak and backsliding. God damn it. What a great fucking performance. <laughs> I do love some whiskey, nah, bro. The devil is come home. Okay. Yeah. It's true. You know what's sad? I don't like about drinking it, but I do. But I know yeah. what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. sad about right. part about that monologue is she's so craving a yeah. dick again. <laughs> yeah. Like she, she's so close to her like death, fucking yeah. her death. Juicing yeah. her out. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. All yeah. <laughs> Even Carrie, even Carrie, when when Margaret dies, even Carrie is like trying, like like oh Jesus, Mom like oh my god, it. it's yeah. uh, but like literally the way like she gets penetrated yeah. with about forty different kitchen she, utensils, and, like, god, and, yes. and 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 her death goes on and on, and the entire thing is moaning. Yeah, it's just oh yeah, uh-huh. 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 And you're like, oh girl. <laughs> 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 my favorite is the end. Is Bring when, it. My favorite is when Piper does the. Ah, uh, uh, like she's, <laughs> she's yeah. on a Sibian. She makes it so uncomfortable. <laughs> it's true. It's so uncomfortable. You're just waiting for someone to like reveal a vibrator. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, under her yep. clothes, uh, robbed, clothes. robbed of an Oscar. Oh, I don't know who sure won was. that year, but yeah, good lord. Chris, um, can we do that again? Brian, let me tell you what happened at the show today. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I don't know. Bren- Brennan, you wanted to talk about prom stories, you told me. Yeah, I just wanted to hear everyone's prom experience. If, um, I don't remember mine. If you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to. But I just thought it would be an interesting conversation. Like, as young queer people, in or out of the closet in high school, usually in. I was wondering what the situation was for y'all. Uh, well, uh, we were not allowed to have prom because dancing was a sin. Oh, so you lived so, in Footloose Town? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. And my zealot mom definitely needed some dick. Like, <laughs> she, for real, that, I feel like my life would have been so much better if my mom had been getting laid at any point like in, John like, Hamm in that time. Level dick. Too. Yes. Yeah. Something, what would you say? 40 different things penetrating for a long time. Like, whatever it takes. <laughs> just, just please go get it. Because, like... I need you to get the fuck off my back. <laughs> I need you to go have some fun somewhere. The power of a good fuck, man. You know, yeah. like, I wish that for everybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I yeah. just... <laughs> Mark, do <laughs> I just love that this is all coming under like prom story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry, I wasn't allowed to have a prom. No, that's fine. That, that's a story yeah. in and of itself. Anytime Nay can tell a story, I don't care if it's, it's connected to the question. <laughs> yes. No, it's always a good idea. It's literally always a good idea to be like, Nay, to what Nay. do you think of? And, like, <laughs> and just let her talk, and it'll be a good. It's just Nay. It's, it's Thursday. It'll be what worth of it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, did you have a prom story? Not really. I don't really remember my prom. I remember most. So I went with a girl down the, that lived down the street from me, and my best friend at the time liked her. So and I was closeted, but seventeen, and was like, I just want to get to the smoking and the alcohol after prom. <laughs> so I was like, sure, I'll take her. Yeah, she'd be cool. She's hot. <laughs> and like, so she went with me, and like, all I remember from prom is we were in like a cool place on the river in Cleveland. Oh, it sounds gorgeous. Nice. And smoking in the bathroom. 
thinking I was a bad bitch. And then going to an after party, getting drunk while my friend hooked up with my date. Nice. Yeah. The dream. Yeah. Same. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same. That was it. Yeah. What was, do you remember the last song at your prom? Were you there for that? Oh, God. I have no idea. Okay. I'm just I'm sure it was probably like this. The Time of My Life by Green Day or something. <laughs> so that was played every five minutes then. True. Uh, Chris, what's your story? Do you have one? I mean, that literally was yeah. it. I mean, did you uh, feel relieved by that? I did. I, I remember feeling relieved and embarrassed mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it was one of those moments where I, because I was still very much, I mean, I wouldn't even say I was in the closet. I was, I was so deep in my denial. Oh, that's a good way to put it. I probably was the same way. That I, that it was one of those moments where I kind of, I remember I got, Somebody gave me a joint, and my date was off with some other guy, and I just sat there and I smoked, and I was thinking to myself, "This is the best way to do prom." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but I was. It was that moment where I was like, uh, "Yeah, something's not right." Yeah, mm. yeah, you know, because I, like, I I'm supposed to be doing this exactly. other thing. Were you were you beating yourself up? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. It's Absolutely. like this like weird toxic male conditioning. Like I don't want to hook up with my date, but she's off with some other guy and Being this relieved. is why I'm fucked up. Like it's yeah. like this weird it was kind all of, of it. And I was that whole like there are, everyone's probably looking at it, yeah. Carrie. Um, yeah, everyone's looking at Everyone's you. looking at me. Yeah. yeah. And that was kind of the yeah. that was that was my problem. And then I got so fucked up that I ended up we went into like a liquor store and I fell into a card rack and took the whole oh. thing down with me. And, yeah. It was just like, That's I so just great. became that guy. Yeah. You know, where Perfect. like people had to like carry me. To I used to like those days too, would try to get like, it's so sad thinking about it, but I would try to get like fucked up to the point where I couldn't do anything. You know what I mean? In case there was going to be some sort of right, that was the auto- it was like a nice built-in. Sorry, like, my ah. dick doesn't work right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry, the dick you're calling is not. <laughs> <laughs> Please hang up. <laughs> oh man! So my dick had caller ID. It knew when a chick was around. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Mark, where you come from? I assume they call it Le Prom. Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> In Georgia, did you have one? Uh, there was a prom. I was living in, in the United States. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what they call it here. By the time I graduated. No, as, as a Canadian, you might, you might not know this. That's what we call it here. <laughs> Le prom. <laughs> in southern prom. Georgia. Um, I did not go to my prom. Good move. Smart move. Smart move. I did not go. I just didn't want to. Yeah. Is there any regret to uh, that at all? Do you feel like you missed out on a sort of a, a, a seminal moment? they're all gonna laugh at you uh uh is there regret no not really um there i don't really speak to anyone from high school i don't hold a lot of ill will but at the same time i didn't i never really romanticized i moved so many times when i was a kid i never really had like any kind of super close relationships. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually start to form actual friendships until college, really. So, you know, there was a, a few people that I was friendly with in high school, but it wasn't... I always felt outside of, yeah. of it. And I, I think, that so I, like, yeah. the closet, as well as, like, I, I was only here for the last two years of this particular high school, or this graduating class, 
So right. I don't know. I just it felt sort of like on the outside of things, and I was just like, why do I want to go to? Why do I want to put on a tuxedo and feel outside of things? Mm. Yeah, in a lot of ways, yeah. it's almost like kind of comforting too, right? Like kind of. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Like I had a group of friends that I ran around with, but it was a lot of that. What you were just talking about, Chris, like a lot of bullshit trying to condition myself to act quote unquote normal mm-hmm. and that chick's hot oh let's do that you know and it's just like you know looking back on it I wish I had never gone yeah. you know I wish like 17 year old me knew what 38 year old oh my god I just outed myself 38 uh, <laughs> year old me knew yeah. about just life and stuff because prom's stupid it's so heteronormative <laughs> and yeah. like it's yeah. just so dumb like why do we do that like, but, it is, yeah. but I mean well yeah it, well it's weird right it's, it's it is all weird. of that and yet at the same time it is uh, sort of an undeniable rite of passage for a, a, a ton, I mean for years you know our, our heterosexual overlords <laughs> uh, and but more and more for LGBTQI a kids plus, plus shit, I always you got it. All right, I did it. <laughs> I did it. Um, it. So more and more, and now it seems to be have opened up a lot more. But you know, in back back in the nineties, uh, when I, you know, it was not. Yeah. Jesus. Well, God bless the now. He says queer youth are such a treasure because they're actually ones forging a path right now that a lot of yeah. people aren't doing. Yeah. And you know, it it sucks <laughs> that just being queer is a political statement. And uh, you know, and these national coming out day. It is speaking of, and these kids, just these young folks, just fucking doing it. Mm -hmm. Like the balls and the fucking courage at sixteen to just be like, inconceivable. I'm doing my shit. Like, leave me the fuck alone. You know, like I would like to take this powerful. I would like to take this opportunity to um, tell you guys something. Oh, wow. Sorry. It's coming. I know. <laughs> Mark's um, Piper Lock. We're shocked. I, I know. I feel, like, I feel like you guys, I feel like I haven't been honest with you, but. You're um, Nancy Allen. I'm Nancy Allen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, only that was, if only I had a revelation. Could you imagine? Could. Like, we just rip it off. Uh, yeah. Brennan, did you have a game for us? Did you have a prom story, by the way? I have both of those things. Ooh. Uh, you have to pick one. Yum. Oh, okay. Totally <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> um. <laughs> I actually I, I did go to prom with a male prom date. Oh okay. yeah. Um yeah, I like mean two years ago, right? I hate uh, you for uh, being so young. And then he went to jail. <laughs> it was, <laughs> how long ago was it? This was my junior prom because he was a year older than me. Good for you. Uh, thank you. Um he wore a white tux, so I should have known he was trouble. <laughs> um oh my God. Wow. Coke dealer. It blends. Um, and <laughs> My senior prom, when I went with a platonic female friend, because my boyfriend and I had broken up by then, um, that was at the Disneyland Hotel, which was gorgeous oh. and beautiful and like the best thing ever. Because I grew up in Anaheim, which is, oh, you know, right. we're right there. Yeah. They're just basically our playground is Disneyland. Um, but yeah, my junior prom, which is the one that I went to with my boyfriend, um, it was at just some club in Anaheim, like a like a da- like a adults dance club, wow. and they started setting up for the night in the middle of our prom. <laughs> <laughs> they were like putting out those little couches that are just, like white <laughs> vinyl. And, what um, time was your prom at? I feel like it's from like eight to ten or something. Okay. Was it like a lunch prom? <laughs> <laughs> oh. This prom theme is brunch. <laughs> um, yeah. And our last song was "A Moment Like This" by Mariah Carey. Oh, it was wow. A, it was a weird choice. Wait, by wow. Mariah Carey? 
Or did I do that was wrong? Is that Kelly Clarkson? It was, it was someone. Some people wait a lifetime for a moment like that. Aren't this? there like a million covers yes, of that song? Could. There are. So yeah. Sure. It was one of them. Did Mariah cover that song? Did she not? I don't remember. I love it if she So could. your experience, though, was it, was everybody pretty cool or? Um, it's just to back up a little bit. Because you kind of were like around, I mean, in Orange County. Yeah. yeah. Not not the best. Um, but I, I've, I've talked about this before. Like, I, I, I don't, I wasn't bullied particularly there were certain people but it was people i didn't know and like i I would hold hands with my boyfriend and people would be like hey and just useless from far away and i never that never really bothered me as much Mm -hmm. because i was like they're dumb um but yeah i don't know i i think in high school i was at least in my drama program i was the first one to come out um, and then and I'm a like pioneer. Eighty-nine more did. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, yeah, of course. And one of them was my boyfriend. So, like, you're welcome mm. to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um, it. I. It, I don't know that I was scared of other people because I did feel in such a safe place. Like I was sequestered in the drama program and like literally the way my school was structured, the drama room was in like almost a completely separate building, like almost miles away from the red, like the quad where everybody else was. So I felt like I felt safe in this world that was built around me. I I guess the question, it's more, did did you, did you go to prom because you always wanted to go to prom or did you go to prom because you felt like this was a, a -hmm. statement? Or was That's it both? Well, um, it was kind of both. I mean, I read Confessions of a Rock Lobster by Aaron Frick, who was the huh. guy who sued his school. He the first guy to like, well, he sued a school successfully to take a male prom date to prom. Blech, I'm just all over myself. Um, and I was, I'm very inspired by his story, and I was very shocked by how many people he hooked up with at such a young age. I was like, <laughs> how did you do that? Awesome. I'm like, so impressed. I could do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, obviously, like like we mentioned earlier, being publicly and visibly queer is a political statement. You can't escape that. Right. And I think we were the only same-sex couple at that prom. I mean, like, there might have been a female couple, but that's usually, there's more of a gray area in the way that people look at it, and it's slightly different because they're like, you know, party girls, and people are like, oh, they're just going through a phase. It's not a thing. It's like, it is. They're, they're, they're you know, they're together. Um <laughs> But and there's also that fantasy for high school dudes. Yeah, for guys. Yeah. yeah. So that's a weird thing. And I'm, I'm not diminishing their story because they're they were great people. They were super cool. Um, I don't know. So yeah, I mean, the answer is both. both. I made a conscious choice just not to worry about it mm-hmm. and not to think about it. And nobody bothered us and it was fine. Um, yeah, I mean, that's not much of a story, I guess. But um, it's happening <laughs> more yeah. and more. Yeah. <laughs> Right. It's nice to know that you had that experience that you went. Yeah, and look, just for any uh, aspiring queer youths out there, prom isn't that great. You don't have to go. Yeah. So, um, but it's also super cool that if you live in a space where you can do that, and people are, if not open arms with it, will just be like, ah, they're over there. Who cares? Right. Yeah. Um, just stay home and watch Heather's. It's so true. <laughs> so true. The movie. Anyway, you want to play a game? Yes. Okay, um, as Mark brought up earlier, Carrie was made into a notorious Broadway musical flop. It's fabulous. 
Has anyone in this room actually seen it performed? No. Yes. No. Yeah, where'd you see it? You saw I, so I have seen the bootleg video of the original Broadway what? cast. Uh-huh. I, who, who got in there during the three days it was running? Oh, I, <laughs> listen, I, I, I've heard stories, but on YouTube, and but this was pre-YouTube, I saw like a VHS of the first act, and I was fucking mesmerized. <laughs> That's, I mean, but like, what is, is it? Like the first song is like, "Oh my god, I'm bleeding." No, the Play. first. <laughs> the called first. In. It's called "In," and the first song is all the girls in the gym are all wearing like sort of tennis whites, and they're they come out like they're doing like high kicks, and they're singing just about like, how they all just like want to fit in, and it's so hard, and everything Lord. is terrible, and. Difficult, and then Carrie literally shows up, and she just bleeds, and everyone yells at her. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And what was amazing though is that happens. Darlene Love played um, Darlene Love of uh, what's that famous Christmas song that everybody knows? Yeah, I know you're talking about um, "Rocking Around the Christmas yes. Tree." Yeah, so um, she's brilliant, the brilliant performer like of the Phil Spector era. But she was on Broadway playing Miss Desjardins, the Betty Buckley gym teacher character. But for some reason, they were like, okay, Darlene, look at, like, she was a, such an old school star that she was like, I've, I am for the public, uh-huh. not for the, the characters. Yes. And yeah. so she refused to look at any <laughs> of the performers. <laughs> she would perform all her lines That's to great. the audience. And, like, they, eventually, apparently, they just gave up. They were just like, fuck it. Just like, let her do whatever the fuck Imagine, she wants. Imagine, like, staring at the crowd. It's a yeah. full house. Oh, That's my God. <laughs> it's weird. The musical is fascinating because, uh, at least in the ori- original iteration, the songs that the kids sing are almost to a one horrendous, but then the songs that Margaret White has with Carrie are kind of incredible. Hmm. Uh, so, And Eve Was Weak, uh, Children Will Listen, uh, mm-hmm. When There's No One. Like, there's just great, I, I great remember ones. how those boys could dance as well. Yes. Right? That's yeah. when, was the, when did this musical run? I believe Late this was 80s, in, right? 88, yeah. I think. I think oh, 88. Wow. Um, it's really fun. I highly, highly <clears throat> recommend going down a YouTube cable. I was going to say, can, uh-huh. can you find this? Oh is my it, god, yeah. Oh right. my god. After we're going to do this, right after I mean, the we're going to we're going to look. I'm already doing it. Yes. <laughs> if you see I, me I, looking at my crotch, it's because I'm <laughs> actually watching it <laughs> <laughs> on your penis, um, on my penis. Yeah. And there are a lot of revival <laughs> theaters doing it now. Like I saw yep. it at the La Mirada Playhouse, and it was it's an, it's a really cool show. Like some of the they, songwriting is a little daft, did they but take out some of the kinks thirty years later. Yeah, they've they've definitely, <laughs> they've definitely sort of retooled it, and you know, Marin, the late great uh, Marin Mazzi, uh, mm. did the most recent sort of New York production uh, at the Lucille Hotel, and she played Margaret White, and that was that was a good, apparently a pretty good production. Cool. Um, and then in L.A. a couple of years ago, there was mm. one at the Los Angeles. That's An- right, the Los Angeles <clears throat> Theater, I think. Something like and that. It was. It I remember was, when it was. I wanted to go. I did too. It was fun. Yeah. It was really fun. Shit. I had a great. Is time. it the same book? Uh, yeah, yeah, Carrie yeah, yeah, yeah. by Stephen King. No, the same. <laughs> Just like, kidding. Like book stage of, book. A book of lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> not a not a different not a wow. different adaptation. Um, anyway, anywho, but yes. So my game is: I'm going to give you the title of a horror film, and you have to tell you have to guess whether or not that film has been made into a musical. Ooh. Oh. Um, and if you're right, <laughs> I'm going to reward you with a clip from the musical that the movie got made into. Oh, yay. Wow. Wow. And we're wrong, can we have that clip, too? If you're wrong, I'm going to play you a clip from Carrie the Musical. Ah, you're going to guess wrong on her. Or just, well, yeah, it's the whole thing. So number one, Alien. Is that a musical or not? No. No? No. 
Yeah, no, it's not. Um, but here's here's a clip from Carrie the Musical. Just tied you over. Power before the flesh is weak, and I implore, brother, don't forsake her, father, take her. Mark's singing. <laughs> Yep, that's Marin Mazzi. That, that's yes. Marin Mazzi. Right? Yeah, this is the revival. That's pretty good. One. That was great. Uh, you got to hear Betty Buckley do it too. That was pretty yeah. fucking amazing. Okay. Um, um, that is a legitimately great song. That's just when the when she's shoved Carrie in the prayer closet and she just spins the fuck out and goes oh, yeah. crazy. Wow, it's, it's really so good. good. I really love that show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but number two, Evil Dead. I want to say yes. What do you guys think? No, Chris? I'm still gonna go no. It has been made into a musical. Hagrid. Mark already knows, so he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just being quiet. Not I'm not answering because um, I know all these answers. It's, it's incredible. Here's a clip from that. I was all set to marry him. But before we could consummate, Ed was killed by a Candarian demon. <laughs> That's so amazing. So yeah. ridiculous. Evil Dead the musical is good. It's wow. incredible. It's I saw it in Vegas and I was sat in the splash zone uh-huh. where you get covered in blood. That's <laughs> oh, so shit. good. It's a great show. It's shit. good. How times. did I not know about this? Uh, it's definitely I, I, good times. That was just a wild guess on my part, too. Oh. Now I want to yeah, see congr- it. Congr- oh, you should. It, I really, really enjoy it. I usually suck at these games, too, so yeah. I'm really happy that I'm two for two. <laughs> yeah, and number three, Reanimator. No. I'm going to say yes. Yes. You guys are not musical theater queens. That one was made into a musical in LA. Um, <laughs> so, guys, try it. <laughs> yeah, here, here's, here's a bit of that. Why are his movements spastic? Regional. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's basement. <laughs> I mean, it, that, does I, it count if I, only I two could. people saw it? No, no, it was. Or. Poor, doc- <laughs> poor Dr. West. I know. Okay, moving on. Chris, you're invited back. <laughs> the Blair Witch Project. Yes. No. I'm going to say no. No. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Although I would I would totally it watch it. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Another great song. You yeah. Sniffle, sniffle. Yeah. <laughs> God. yeah here, here's a clip from All Harry. holding cameras. Yeah. It's better to screw than get screwed, dude. Like I said, the songs that the kids sing are just like so great. Rough. Rough. That sounds like a fucking thirty rock. Yeah. No. Jenna Maroney in. Yes. (laughs) For sure. And playing a high school student. If you don't listen, then you're dot dot dot. Jerks. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Uh, number five, mm-hmm. the Toxic Avenger. Yes. 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 Yeah, Chris. Everyone knows what's up. Um, here's a clip from that. Soak it in, Chris. <laughs> Anything I could really move my eyebrows to. <laughs> it's a song about how terrible New Jersey is. Um, number six is the Sixth Sense. Appropriately. No. No. Yeah, no. I never dreamed that I would go. When he first asked and I said no, he asked me twice. He asked me twice. So I finally... That's Carrie. I feel like they should hire Carrie with a really terrible voice. Yeah. (laughs) Just really soft, you could barely hear her. (laughs) She was sick, whatever. Uh, Number seven, American Psycho. 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. Here's, here's I just watched that. that movie again recently. It's so good. That great movie's great. Movie. And here's here's part of, here's part of um, the musical as performed for, uh, for the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. And this is what being Patrick Bateman means to me. Written by Duncan Sheik, by the way. No shit. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can see um, the whole show on YouTube, and it's fascinating. I <laughs> because the design, no, the design of the show is gorgeous. Wow. Who it played Bateman? Uh, uh, Benjamin. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Yeah, Benjamin Walker, hmm. and uh, he's great. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. your, you, you know, like your mileage will vary mm-hmm. on the show itself okay. and the music, but uh, but the, the design is Christian kind of spectacular. Mm-hmm. It's so good at that movie. Nice. Oh, so yeah. fucking good. He's like, right. I'm like, murder me. And that, whenever I <laughs> yeah. watch the movie, well, like, he, he a, will. He would. Put me on a plastic tarp, do what you will. <laughs> My favorite right. is Samantha, Samantha Mathis in it. Oh, yeah. She's in the cab. She's like, facial at Elizabeth Arden. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Returned something at Pottery Barn. She was in Chelsea's I want a movie. baby. <laughs> <laughs> She's so fucking funny in that movie. She's Number hilarious. eight, Pieces. No. Pieces. Wow. Please, yes. I fucking wish, but w- no. I know. It should have been made into an opera or something. Oh my God, Bastard is crying out yes. to be made into a musical number. Bastard, Bastard, Bastard. Um, but anyway, here's more of Carrie. This, this game is just me feeding you clips <laughs> right. of the Carrie musical. Yeah, I don't want this to end. Yeah, okay. More. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're not fucking kidding about the kids' songs being terrible. (laughs) It's It's like fucking Sesame Street. It's... Oof. And that it's entire like song is them in. pumping their hands and going, you ain't seen nothing yet yeah, for oh like my God. four minutes. Now, I will say that when the prom, <laughs> actual prom destruction from the 88 production is Oof. fascinating Oof. because basically they just put, first of all, they didn't even have a bucket to drop <laughs> what? pig's blood on Carrie. It was someone who ran up behind her with like sort of like a gas station <laughs> oh, no. cup. Boop. And boop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she rises up on a platform. And then lasers. It was 88, so oh, like God. lasers were the thing. So like lasers and dry yes. ice. Oh. And then everyone on the ground just starts rolling around going like, oh, my oh God. God. Like they're freaking out. And then what sort of looks like like a giant piece of saran wrap. Oh, I no. think supposed to be like the like just sort of like fell down on top of them. Yeah. And then this giant stick. Here's the thing. Here's the, the gossip. <laughs> uh-huh. So this show premiered at the Royal Shakespeare Company in England. And then it transferred to Broadway. Now Barbara Cook originally played Margaret White. At the end of the I love show, Wikipedia. <laughs> yes. At the end of the sh- of the original production, uh, the RSC production, uh, Carrie blows up the prom, <laughs> and then she doesn't move. A giant white staircase, like at the stairway to heaven, literally <gasps> comes down. It's really, I mean, I don't know. People when they originally saw the show, they were like, "What the fuck is this?" But when you see it on YouTube, it's kind of beautiful and like it's sort of like a surreal way. But apparently, uh, Barbara Cook. Uh, the last performance at the RSC, she was nearly decapitated oh by the staircase. <laughs> by the staircase, it nearly, like, literally got her in half. Oh my god! And she was just like, "Fuck this shit! <laughs> Fuck this shit! I'm, I'm gone!" This. And then Betty Buckley was like, "Me?" <laughs> like, oh. And Betty Buckley took over. I'll lose why. my head for it. Yeah. Oh my god! So yeah, it was a very troubled production from <laughs> Jump. Well, number nine, <laughs> The Omen. Yes. No. No. No, it's not. But here's more character. I just wish. This is the opening song. 
I love when musicals do that. <laughs> It's like a thing. And that's our show. Oh, yeah. I know. I'm sorry. Just real quick, here's the last one. Just a line. line of ash chewers. <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I've seen it. And it's, it's wonderful. A parody musical called <gasps> Silence. And here's, so here's a, here's a little bit that, from actually. that. Did you see it? It was really good. Cool. Okay. It was so good. It's so good. Look in the car. There's a head in a jar. It's the sheen of a crown. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Yeah. The first time, I forgot who was who who played the Jodie Foster character. Yeah, was, it, the first, the, was it the girl from Step by Step? Is that the one you saw? I saw it. It was it was over here on Wilshire. Yeah. And when she came out, and the first time she said, Dr. Lecter. Oh, my God. I mean, it's people insane. just lost it. What's her name? I want to look it up. Have you heard Mark's oh my God. impersonation? So, <laughs> that's that's really good. Good. Come on. So I've never and, heard it. Oh, did I should listen to episode. It. What episode was that? Just, but. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Don Mancini one. Yes. Oh, yeah. Dr. Lecter. I wish... <laughs> I wish I wish she was playing Margaret White. <laughs> um, and God made Eve from the rib of Adam. Mom's oh quake, mom's quaalude. <laughs> and yeah, we're going to be moving on to Pride Float, but just real quick, shout out to BJ Colangelo who oh. was in the production of that in her, you know, over where she is. In Cleveland? I don't want to like blow up her, yeah. I don't oh, want to blow great. up her spot, but you know, it's on it's on public whatever. See, I was um, Christine Locke and Lakin played her. Yes. And uh the silence musical. It was, was so nice great. And I can smell your cunt song. Uh, like, uh, we so play it every year at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and who the can forget? You send your child. Yep. Um, so, okay. One of the last things we do on every pod is we decide, does this film merit a pride float? And if so, what would it look like? I mean, obviously, yes. I mean, 100%. I'm going to go make it now. <laughs> What, what uh, does anyone have any? I always sort of... defer to Nay because she's so great oh at creating prize. She really does design good prize. But flows. Chris, you should wait. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, Nay can kick it off for you if you yeah, want. Yeah, please do. Uh, well, I was thinking of like this ritualistic kind of thing that happens where there's Carrie's house, but then all the queers at Pride get to write things on the house that they want Ooh. to disappear Ooh. and be destroyed. Oh, and then oh man. Love it. something happens. And then Carrie waves, she yes. goes inside and literally yes. makes it collapse. Yes. <laughs> I'm crying. That's beautiful. That's really that is beautiful. Gorgeous. It's really lovely. Yeah, it's way better than mine. What, what was, was yours? yours gonna be? No, just, I mean, it's, it's, it, it, I would just try to recreate the the opening scene because you get to throw tampons at the crowd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I got the tampon cane. You know, in. which is actually kind of community <laughs> service because yeah. sanitary yeah. napkins are really expensive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, There's so. a luxury tax on it. Yep. They yeah. um, and of course the hand coming out has to be part of the flow, right? Yeah. The very yeah, end. absolutely. Yeah. And Instead actually, of wheels, it's just one hand. The hand comes out. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Hand you a tampon. Yes. <laughs> and you know, if anyone Happy wants Friday, to, um, <laughs> if anyone wants to donate pads, tampons, mm. menstrual cups, whatever, to the youth center oh, on Highland, um, they take donations Monday through Friday. And you know, a lot of homeless homeless folks don't have access to that kind of stuff. So if you're ever like, oh, That's let me get really an extra box of tampons point. to drop yeah. off. At the youth center, and also we have that Trevor Project yes. fundraiser well, going. Mr. Landon put us over our first goal. Yes, yeah. thank you, Chris. Thank at the time of recording, Chris. we have it going, but when this episode yeah. comes out, we don't. But oh. congrats to everyone who donated. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Uh, yay! 
<laughs> well, guys, is that our show? I think yeah. so. Oh my god! Thank you so much for coming on. Chris, that was, that was real fun, yeah. guys. Yeah, Thanks. it was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank us. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for listening, you guys. Take care. We'll see you next week. Chris, how can we find <laughs> you on social media? Um, Do you want people to find you on social media? They can. Okay. I, I think I'm on. I'm on the Twitter. And I'm on the Instagram. What's your, yeah, what, what, are your what are your names? Uh, on on oh, it's so douchey sounding. On Instagram, <laughs> I'm I'm the Chris Landon. Uh, I get it. That's all I could find. That's the only thing I could have. <laughs> um, right, right, right. Yeah, whatever. Okay, <laughs> ego. Um, and then oh on, on the God. and then on the Twitter, I think I'm creature I'm show. Creature right? show. Yeah, yeah. Creature show. And uh, when does Happy Death Day to you come out? Happy Death Day to you, uh, February 14th, Valentine's oh, we'll Day. We'll have to have you back right around then. Thank Ooh, you. Yeah, yeah. It'll be fun. And then anything else going on that you want to talk about? <sighs> you know, it's all, all over the place right All now. over the place? Okay, yeah. that's good. So maybe next time. Perfect. Vote. Please vote. <laughs> vote. Uh, yeah, everyone go to Instagram and look at Chris's coming out post for today. I saw that. Amazing. It's wonderful. Yeah. It was okay. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it. I'm sorry. It's it's so, so it sucked. And like pictures of his beautiful. It's a glamour shot for sure. Okay, so where can we find everybody else on Instagram? Nay. Uh, I'm on Instagram <laughs> at Black Cupcake, B-L-A-K-K-C-U-P-C-A-K-E. And I have an art Instagram <laughs> at Gaudy Los Angeles, G-A-U-D-Y Los Angeles. Yeah, girl. I killed my Twitter. This is Mark. Hi. I killed my Twitter. I noticed because all of our tags are going nowhere now. Yeah, it was making me insane. So I yeah. killed my Twitter. Who knows if it, I'll bring it back. I don't know. I've killed it and brought it back twice this week. As, as our friend Ira said, tens of, tens of people were disappointed. <laughs> did he say that to you? Yes, he did. Wow. Love him. Uh, love him to death. Uh, and, uh, but I'm still on Instagram. You can find me at Senior Teen. Michael, what about you? Uh, Michael Ken Ken on Twitter. Michael Ken Ken one on Instagram. Fantastic. And you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Queer Wolf Pod. You can find me on Instagram at The Burning Clem. And I'm just going to say, you know, just listen to Attack of the Queer Wolf more. Listen to all our old episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. Vintage. If you don't listen, <laughs> then you're jerks. Oh. Yeah, you'll <laughs> never know that. Oh. To quote Chris Hargan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 bye.